This is a Vuma 103 podcast. Vuma 103 Drive. This is Kai Fashilina. You are listening to Vuma 103 Drive. With Candlelay 2 and Lucky Sasaka. Very good afternoon to you and welcome once again to Vuma 103 Drive. Today I'm very, very excited because we're going to be speaking to a living legend. Mr. Kefa Seminia. Good afternoon, sir, and welcome to the show. Good afternoon, and thank you for having me. Now, before we even start with the very first question, I would just like to say thank you. Thank you for your contribution to music. Thank you to your contribution to us as South Africans, to your contribution to us as Africans. Thank you for loving Umama in such a way that we all still believe in true love. So thank you so much for everything that you've contributed. For me to say it's an honor to speak to you today is an understatement. Let's get into it. Obviously, you have done lots of music and contributed a lot to the music industry. If you could go back in time and speak to 18-year-old Kefas, what moves would you have done differently with your musical career? Because I was born in that era, and uh, so this country was what it was at that time. I wouldn't have done anything else but uh, did exactly what I did, because uh, uh, that's the way it was. You know, if maybe the country was different, I could have done certain things differently. Or maybe went to um, a different um, university, you know, to study music or to study something else. But what I reacted to is that I reacted to the living reality that was in my life. Still on the subject of music, if somebody had to go into your phone or onto your iPod, what is it that you are listening to constantly that actually shocks you? I'm listening to this and I really like it. (laughs) There's so much... uh, my taste of music is, is, is like wide, you know. I listen to jazz, I listen to R&B, I listen to hip-hop, whatever, you know, because I believe that in all music, there's good music and there's bad music. And I also listen to uh, choral music. That's some of my very, very uh, popular music for me. Choral music is my favorite music. And then I also listen to uh, to classical music, and it depends. Some of the, the writers that like uh, classical music for me is people like Verdi yes. or Tchaikovsky. You know, those kinds of people that they write living melodies, melodies that live forever, you know? Now, I have to be honest with you. The only time I ever listen to classical music is if I'm sitting down and enjoying a very good book. Sometimes the, the, the mixture of classical and the book is just the right combination. But I'm really intrigued about the fact that you love hip-hop because I'm a hip-hop purist. Number one, who would you say ultimately is your favorite hip-hop MC that you really, really love? It could be at home or international, but whoever comes to mind first when you think hip-hop. No, you know, like uh, what I've done is that uh, for some time now I haven't been checking out hip hop because I listen to it as music. You see, uh, who the MC is or who is, I never worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so uh, your point that I find that I don't have too many people that I'm like a fan of, except the singer or the, the uh, you know. 
Now and then you'll find um, an MC or a, a DJ who's really great, then I'll bless him. But that's not where I'm coming from. I'm always looking for for that music, the music itself, if it does anything for me. I think it's safe for us to say, and I stand to be corrected, that you're more interested in the story because that's how hip-hop started out. It was about MCs telling our story in a way that we could only identify with. I mean, it has changed a lot over the years, but basically it was a tool of, of storytellers. So would you say that you're more interested in the story that's been told? Yeah, I would say that. Not that I don't have my favorite DJs. I mean... There's a lot of people who think with these, uh, you know, that the few women are better and out they rise, you know, they were really my favorite people. But like I said, uh, I think it's because as I'm growing up, <laughs> I'm so mad at that you know. <laughs> I'm becoming very, very serious about everything, you know. <laughs> Especially when it comes to like uh, a music, where am I going with the kind of music that I feel that I still have to do? A lot of the songs, if you have Mamel, the, the songs that were really popular in terms of Kululega were songs as well as the ANC, because in the, the, the PNC later on, but the ANC was always like uh, the foundation of struggle, you know, and then the PNC came later. So, the music that was, it was not written. We don't know who wrote those songs, you know. And uh, so the government um, had no control over who wrote what. But if you wrote something, Genesis Dorothy Masuku, she wrote in Peteza Malani, Dr. Malani, you know, they shipped her out of South Africa. Do you think Africa yeah. And if if you look at how things turn out to be, South Africa, do you think Nigwazilu was a meaningful contribution as South Africa? Or we, we lost it somewhere in the process? Well, we really got uh, a chance of really writing about the struggle and how we felt is when we were outside. That's mm. when we really were free down to say whatever we wanted to say. But the time still hung apart, there was no way you could say that and not go to jail. How do you feel about the way Seven Sanga Konama writes A to as a Masar Africans, in terms of politics? I'm a politician. <laughs> I think uh, in terms of the politics as a car, there's a lot that we need to learn. I'm a politician and And I think what we really need to learn is history. I see that there's a depth or there's a lack of understanding in history. And if we go on like this, we are not going anywhere. We're like a ship lost in a storm. In another radar. Because we don't place anything on the fact that there was a reality of a history that we suffered as a people. And if we don't come to terms and tell the truth of what really went down, then in 1994, then it's insignificant. It's not that important unless you you deal with history and then you can change even to Russia based on the truth. Are you teaching your kids history, Baba? No, I'm talking about Pilagris Katsamaj by Bonel to Gazala. I teach them history because we are not unique in South Africa, which we were colonized. We are not unique at all. 
the whole continent was colonized at one time. South America, York, the United States was colonized, and then go to Asia. You know, they were all colonized. India was colonized, and that's the history. But like I don't find that. And so me, I tell my children, we are not unique at all. Like Zimbabwe, Kenya, you know, all that. The only country that was never colonized is Ethiopia. Yes, That's yes. what I do. Back in the day, Leto's Kati, when you, no mama, and other people were fighting for our freedom. When you sit back today and look at this country, is this the freedom that you fought for? No, 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 no. I think the people then had a vision of a completely different South Africa. Because what has happened is really not what they fought for. You know, because honestly, one of the things that is not present now in South Africa. To be quite honest, the struggle here in this country was about people getting their land back. You know, we were colonized and the country was taken away from us. What we have now, it's okay, I mean, it's all right, but until we deal with the truth of what happened and then fix that, the problem that happened between we and the people who came from Europe and colonized us. Until we all sit down and do the right thing, nothing is going to come right. I hear you. Now, you and Mama and a whole lot of other artists obviously had to live, uh, leave home. Um, when you look at the way that black Americans are identifying with their blackness today, for instance, things like hashtag black girl magic, hashtag melanin popping, and the fact that the Ghanaian government has just said that they are receiving so many requests from black Americans who want citizenship in Ghana. Do you think that black love has grown within the black Americans for their self and for the Africa that they left behind? Yes, it has. We were fortunate, myself and my wife, you know, Cisnerian, you, George Gonga, Ibrahim, when we lived in the U.S., you know, we actually saw the change. Because when we first came to the U.S., you did not call a black person a black person. They didn't even want to be called that. They were called Negroes. That's what they wanted to be called. This was in 1964. Then they graduated from Negro to color. Then you call them colored people. Then they graduated from color to black. Now black is where they stopped. And then being African, <laughs> it took quite a while for them to accept that they were African people. But now they've accepted it. They are African people. So the question is, um, has it grown stronger, the love for Africa and for themselves as a people? Yes, it has. Because, uh, like I said, we were there and we saw ourselves we saw ourselves the growth from being a Negro, being a colored, and to be just black, but not African. But today, they accept that fact. And that's why a lot of them want to come back to, to Africa, because really in the U.S., they still experience a lot, a lot of racial prejudice from the majority white population. Yes, Zimbabwe, just a total sidebar. I'm actually reading this very interesting book about these two young girls who were taken from Africa as Amma slaves. One lived in, in Alabama, the other one lived in New York. They never even met each other as children. 
and they only got to see each other as adults and when they trace back their lineage they realize we had the same father i know that the story has been told over and over but i just don't think that it gets told enough i'm actually getting emotional just thinking about it people were taken from the place that they knew as home and they lost their language yeah. they were beat up if they spoke in their home language they lost their culture they lost themselves so sometimes when people complain about black americans i think to myself you know but guys these people were taken away from their ancestors i'm sure about them sacrificing for instance you know what i'm saying there was so much blood that was spilled sorry <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry. But you have to walk in their shoes to understand. And the fact that they can come to a point in that we are African Americans, we are an African people, you have to applaud them. Actually, you have to applaud the African spirit. Because the way it was done, they should be completely dead now. I mean, mentally and spiritually, and not think about anything. They would be just another people with with nothing in them. But you see what they did, Abu Malcolm X, you know, Abu Muhammad Ali. I mean, we can go on and on. The list, the list is long. Abu Farrakhan, Abu Bakr, they've produced some giants in the world. As I said in the beginning, when I know Mama, y'all have made us believe that there is something called true love we know that it's not easy do you sometimes as a couple feel our pressure in wanting when and mama to be perfect in wanting when and mama to be together forever well you know uh, i guess everybody around that when we met we were still young and um idealistic you know just like any young people, we never thought you will come to this point in Australia, over 50 years feet together. But I think what, what kept us, I don't think, I know what kept us together is because I loved it, the time I was born, when we were still young, and it's still the same today. So I have no reason really to be in Some people fall in love for all the wrong reasons. You know, I fell in love now. For the right reasons, that very uh, time the spirit stuck. Eh? She was a very kind person. She was very strong, you know, in terms of uh, the commitment she had to her people. Because that's another thing which ties us together. Because when it comes to her people, uh, Umama is very, very, very passionate about it, and so am I. So I think our love is not only about loving each other, you know, physically or just spiritually. But also, even politically, you know, we think the same way. My final question for you today, if you had been chosen to be the first black president of South Africa, <laughs> could you please tell me three things that you would have done? If I was the first president of South Africa, yes. you know what I would do? I would take thousands of young people and send them all over the world to be educated. Technologically, I'm an engineer, you know, just everything that is under the star. That's what I would have done. Thousands of them. So they come back with knowledge. A lot of people are not educated. I asked for three, you gave me one. <laughs> Second, what I would do, 
this thing of Salimi Kukuin is really is very disturbing. And if we don't watch it, you and I may even die and some people still living in the Kukuin. So if I was the president, I would really go to the root of why are the people of Salimi Kukuin? What is the problem? Because many Kukuin are when they, they arrived here, people from Europe, they had no cooking there and homeless people. Then I would have to go back to actually what happened. Why are we giving a shout to many cooking homeless? Where are the cattle? The cattle are above cool and all the things that they had before we were colonized. I would ask those questions because the thing that turns out to be where we are is because we don't deal with the truth and the history of this country. That's second. The third one, I would call the other people who are here with us, the people from India, people from Malaysia, people from Europe, Sikulumen, to say, okay, Nila and Kinage are really close, but there are certain things that we all should talk about. And one of those things is racism. And there are some of you who think are superior to us. And let's deal with it. Well, sir, if you had to run tomorrow, you would definitely have my vote. Thank you so much for taking out some time to speak to us. And thank you for everything that you've done for us, Yabong, from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you. Thank, thank you very much. Vuma 103 Drive. This is a Vuma 103 podcast.